Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Scrum Under Siege. My name's Jack, that dude, that's Doug. Hello! <laughs> We're Scrum Masters and we dig it. So the new family has arrived and our family today is all about Agile recruitment. So goodbye Thrift Scrum. So goodbye long. interview. So long Thrift Scrum. And our main thing is Agile recruitment, how to find Agile people for your Agile teams. We think a relevant topic today. So today's podcast will be looking for a Scrum Master. Problem statement is really is, you know, everybody on the street seems to have a Scrum Master certification. CSM, PSM, somebody at at some happy hour walked up to me and said, I'm a Scrum Master. And I was like, okay, that's good for you. I believe I said certified. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what it was. And I was like, that's great. All right. It's not a bad thing, but I... I think we looked at it not too long ago, and there's like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of yeah. certificates given out. So Junior went Halloween uh, trick or treating <laughs> as a scrum master. The neighbor, no, the neighbor was giving out certifications. Oh, it's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I okay. thought you were gonna say you went, a, went for Halloween as a scrum master. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is when Jack starts stops talking, and, and Doug starts talking about looking for a scrum master. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you need to actually do if you find yourself in this position is determine like what you are looking for. Obviously, that's part of any process. So if you are looking for a junior mm-hmm. or a mid-tier or senior kind of, you know, just person in general. Maybe a scrum overlord. Somebody that just knows scrum inside and out. And I call them overlords. <laughs> yeah, he does. This is true uh, for everyone wondering. But if you're, you have to look at your environment. So are you a startup? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can't afford like a super seasoned person. Then you're going to go with someone more, you know, junior essentially or entry or associate or whatever you want to call it. Then realize you'll have some training, right? If, if you're hiring somebody more senior, you're going to expect like hands off just or scrum lord, overlord. Scrum overlord then you'll expect that they know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. You leave and them people alone. They should teach you things and your, your different team members if you have team members um, in addition, or maybe it's, it's just them. That's happening to me right now. Nice. I, I'm, I'm working with a scrum overlord, and I'm learning a lot, so it's cool. And that is me. <laughs> God, we're going to edit that. All right. <laughs> look at – so, like, the, the key thing here is you're going to have to look at the resume really actually spend – time on this and just don't give it like a half-heartedly like man i think it's good or well, it looks bad i mean one of the things that you're gonna have to look at is a mm-hmm. do they have tons of waterfall words littered in the resume so what does that mean well if you see brd or tech specs or traceability change requests you yep. know your, your gantt charts traceability matrix tra- yep mm-hmm. project scope uat test plans yeah test strategy mm-hmm. just it depends on what context it is, but if it's in an agile role, we're really questioning why that would be there. Now, that doesn't mean that some of these things, and this is going to be a theme, doesn't, um, I guess they haven't escaped that ability to not do it at their corporation. Some corporations tend to say they're agile, and they're really early on in their journey, and they're still having a lot of relics still there, right? They haven't really seen much behind that. But what you're looking for is a bunch of agile words and terminology listed. So you're looking for, like, story mapping, journey mapping acceptance criteria, product backlog items. T-shirt sizing. Yeah, T-shirt sizing, Fibonacci. <laughs> Caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> I don't know why, but whatever. Maybe Let's go. 
Yeah, I mentioned like you helping facilitate mm-hmm. ceremonies, that kind of stuff. You're looking for sprint reviews or demos. Essentially, you want to see those things. Those are all good things. You know, the tough one too is you don't really want to see mentions of on time, under budget. Like that's a very project management textbook thing to say. Now that doesn't mean that like maybe they're not in a product delivery and they're in a project based environment. So. It is still possible to hypothetically put, you know, on budget. You know, on time is kind of a tricky thing. That's 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 more like Gantt charty deliverable things. But something that you might want to see as a positive spin is like, are they listing early warning indicators? Which is the the point behind Agile. Learn when there's something early on that's bad and pivot. Mm-hmm. So. That would be nice to see, just something to look out for. Look for things about them working with the team. You know, you, hopefully you're seeing like team improvement because this is essentially, in this role, you're looking for somebody to help this team grow and become more efficient and and better at their own jobs yep. and really empowering them and, and kind of supporting that team. So that kind of plays into the next point. Like, are they doing things to empower the team or are they just simply just managing the work, right, which would be more project management based. So again, this is going to, I'm going to hammer home this point again, Go which for is it. realize some companies out there do not let people get away from the old artifacts. So sometimes it might be like by accident that someone will list on their resume, hey, like I thought this was normal because sure. this is my first foray into this. Yeah, maybe they haven't been working for several different companies and maybe they just grew up in the agile world in, in one company and... For all they know, delivering stuff on budget was super, super important and super, super agile. Right. Right. Especially if the job posting they applied to has that stuff listed. Sure. You know, that's all sorts of confusion around both those things out there. So that that sounds like another podcast, actually, in this family. Yeah. uh, Posting for an agile job. Ooh, Jack had a, actually good, had one, a Jack. good idea. Thank I, you. I do like that. So right. I, I do realize that that's out there. With the final kind of point going into the the last part of it with that being said Mm -hmm. so personal experiences right jack and myself have been in situations where we didn't go to college to be a scrum master we didn't just end up as a scrum master we essentially worked on teams and then evolved yeah and really got our backgrounds into it so like if you're going through resumes sometimes people that can do the job aren't in that role now they're just part of a, a, a team understanding what that role is really responsible for, you know, maybe it's a developer, maybe it's a tester, maybe it's a BA or BSA, and they just are absorbing all this knowledge. Remember when I was a QA lead and I wanted to become a scrum master, and that was a little later on in my professional career, so I had some smarts about me to do some of this advice that Doug and I were talking about and kind of made a decent resume, I felt, with taking out some of the waterfall words. And and actually, I I worked with somebody else to kind of help create that resume for me. If I was in that same position, maybe in my like late 20s or early 30s, where I I did have a lot of that work experience with me, I bet my resume would have been completely different. I got lucky there when when I was creating that resume to, hey, hire me as your scrum master. Yeah. So don't be shy when it comes to those people and and write them off right Mm -hmm. away. You know, mm-hmm. that, that could actually end up being a good hire for you. So, you know, a little bit into that, I know that's just our own personal experiences. Sure. But if you, up to this point, are not hiring somebody but are trying to be a Scrum Master, hint, hint, all the things above are only going to help you. Nope. So make notes and make your updates to your resume. We've talked about resumes. 
we fleshed out a bunch that were bad. We sent those back to recruiters or whatever. And now we want to bring some people in and we want to do some interviewing. So interviewing's tricky. Doug's taught me a lot on interviewing. I'm not the best interview by far, but here's a couple things we want to keep in mind. Like when you're trying to figure out, hey, do I got a, do I got a real good scrum master sitting in front of me or do I have somebody that can just talk the talk and say agile catchwords throughout an entire interview. One of the things you want to try to ask for or try to build your list of questions to ask is about what are their relationships with other people? What's your relationships with your teams? What's your, what should your relationships be with your developers, with your QA people, with your BSAs, with your product owners? I think that's important because that's what this job is as a scrum master. It's, it's about relationships. Another thing that's easier said than done, but this is a, a big one for me is, is when you're asking interview questions, ask for real life examples on things. So instead of like, oh, you know, tell me a time when the sprint went bad. More like, hey, give me a specific time when the, your sprint went bad and what did you do? I mean, when you call out those specific examples, I think you're going you're gonna to notice a big difference in, in these answers from people. People that have ex specific examples, that's great. They'll knock them out of the park. You'll hear things. They're prepared. The people that don't have specific examples, maybe they're not as agile as you think, and then they'll refer back to starting just talk about catchwords. Oh, you know, you should you should fix those at stand-ups, and that's what retros are for. Maybe you'll catch uh, some people that you know think they're theorists and they just go by the book. Or a good a good question is sit there, ask them what didn't you specifically like about your past experiences, mm -hmm. and if you get the cookie cutter answer, which is nothing, you're like absolutely nothing. You would never have changed anything. So if you come <laughs> to this company yeah. and you could and flip it right, which is. Okay, let's apply that. So what you're telling me is when you come to a new company that you'll never have a problem with anything they do. So like how, how do you go about changing something if you're happy all the time? I don't think... Which is another way of you asking for like a specific example, like a real life experience. What, what didn't you like? Yeah, like honesty is a, don't bash the company. Yeah. But, but to say like, oh, you know, you know, we were kind of restricted by X, Y, Z and it slowed us down and it really like threw off our sprints every time. You know, let's, for example, we had to deploy to another environment. That's fair. Exactly. That's a real honest truth. Like that's going to happen. That's, you know, if they bash the company, obviously that's pro probably not the greatest thing. So I, I mentioned uh, just a bit ago talking about, hey, uh, maybe a agile theorist won't really give you s specific real life examples. So this is, uh, ask Doug to help me flesh this out a little bit, but like this is what we're talking about with like Scrum Under Siege is we're in this corporate world and not everything is agile 101. There's a lot of barriers you're facing all the time. And I think that's where you get somebody that's constantly talking about those barriers. Whether they like them or not, at least there's something there that you can go after. Whereas if you got an agile theorist or maybe somebody that just because they got certified as a scrum master, you know, and they come in an interview, they're like, yeah, I'm certified. Well, what do you want to do? And all they start talking about is, is well, you know, we got to complete everything in the sprint by God and by hook or crook. And there's no roles on a team and 
there's no budgets and you just constantly release, release, release and make things better. If they can back that up, that's great. But when we're talking about sitting in a big giant corporation and you're looking at their other past experience, that's something to keep your eyes on. Like Jack is saying here, like these, it's really hard. So the bottom line of this, it's really, really, really hard to find somebody that maybe can fit not just your culture, but come with the skill sets that you need. And there's a lot of people out there who will probably memorize the manifesto and textbooks. Uh, One of the things that I will say is there's so many different frameworks now in Agile that it's easy to get lost in translation on a lot of them. You could just memorize everything, right? And they're all kind Mm -hmm. of a similar thing, which is like deliver something for the customer and to delight them or something. Delight the customer. Doug loves that. But each one has its own benefits to it, right? So mm-hmm. if you're hiring Kanban, for example, like you want somebody that is amazing at identifying bottlenecks and implementing process improvements because it's turn, 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 turn. Like yep. safe, you're you're going to ha- want somebody that's good at collaborating, good at expectation setting, good at potentially helping multiple teams. Scrum is just you're looking for empowerment. Like each individual framework that you look for, you're looking for a skill set that can plug and play. You know, some other questions to, to ask these uh, interviewees is, you know, think about some of the some of the hard discussions you've had with your teams in the past, or maybe some coaching things that have come up where it's like, hey, what do you what do you do when you carry a story over? How do you handle that? Seems simple enough, doesn't it? Not really. Seems like there's a lot of different ways that teams want to do some things with splitting stories up and being all creative and you know, let's see what your interview says. We don't think you should split anything up. You don't get it done, you don't get it done. Carry it over. Hopefully your interviewee says that same thing with confidence. That's cool. You know, talk about estimating the stories. How do they do that? I like to ask who does the estimate. Hear what they say. Kind of leads me into my next point is I'm always trying to hear a scrum master candidate like talk about how they are working with the team. The team could be broad. Everybody's got a little different definition of the team. I get a little weary when all I hear is a Scrum Master candidate talking about how they work with the the product owner. I represent the product owner. The product owner, I get the backlog ready for them. I help the product owner estimate and everything. And that sets me off a little bit. So keep your ears open for that. I'm going to let Doug have the next one because this is his favorite. So have some sort of test. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what kind of test you do, but, you know, essentially if you're in, if it's a burn-up chart or burn-down chart or, you know, velocity charts or whatever you might use in terms of establishing how your team is doing, you might want to check to see that people can read it <laughs> and answer it. You know, that's the best way to test out theory, which is can you apply it? Mm-hmm. It's much like the education system. You go to class, you learn things, and you learn theory, and then they're going, let's apply it. Sure. Can you or can you not? Yeah. So a little bit of a case study. So that will, that will tell you, I think, it will be a telltale sign on whether or not they can actually, A, apply the material, B, communicate to you about what's going on, and C, give a recommendation without knowing much. So if you're familiar with it, it's hint, hint, case study. <laughs> what else do we got, Doug? So one of the things that I do want to touch on, and this is kind of our closing arguments of this, but make sure you understand where you're at with this position. So if you have to come in and train this person or you have a new team or you have an established team, like be prepared
prepared for this. Set goals, be upfront with people, and have goals established. That way you can be successful, and that person can be successful. Because essentially, as you're hiring, I think everyone wants to have some sort of goal that this is trying to accomplish, not just a, I need a body to sit in this seat. Sure. And that's kind of the key to it. So if you are training, though, key is this, you must be ready to put like some sort of like information there to help them evolve. And a lot of people will get their start by getting, maybe you have somebody that has like freshly been put in this position. The tough part of this is that they're going to be coming in maybe cold and trying to learn the environment. So if you don't set them up with training stuff, then they might not probably meet expectations or sure. just kind of fake it till you make it. Right. Expectations as, as your scrum master. We talked about it earlier. There's some companies that, you know, like it or not, they have to report on budget or something like that. And it doesn't mean that they not, they can't try to get that change, but that's what it is right now. So what if you're interviewing and your candidate says, budgets, I'm never, ever going to report on a budget. Well, probably maybe not a good fit or, or more discussion to have on that, right? Right. So the setting up expectations. We're going to have to do this right now. Are you okay with this? I'll help you with this, and let's change it for later. Yeah, goal is to find a right fit for you and them. So mm-hmm. if you are interviewing out there again, these are great notes for you to write down in your notebook as you're going to interview, potentially, right? You're yeah. looking for jobs. These are, are just like our top things that we think would make sense especially and I think the key of it is like find yourself a real scrum master. Yep. So that's a recap. There's a it's easy to get people to apply for a scrum master job. You just got to try to look for the scrum masters within that pile of scrum masters. Look for relationships, try to maybe be wary of waterfall words on resumes and look for the candidates that are talking about team empowerment and, and working with the teams. Our next podcast in this series is going to be can anybody be a product owner? I don't know. We'll we'll tell you next week. I'm really excited to talk about this one. (laughs) But I won't give you any spoilers, so sorry about that. We'll have to wait. Wait a week. So one of the things I'd like to thank Erin. She did a great job interviewing last week. Yep. It's fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. Where could they find that? Where could they find that podcast, Doug? I thought you'd never ask. Huh www.scrumundersiege.com <laughs> is where you can go check it out. Obviously, you can find us on all podcasting platforms for the most part. iHeartRadio, I'm sorry, we're not there yet. We don't really ever ask for money. No, we don't ever ask for money. Not yet. <laughs> all we ask for is give us a star rating, give us a click, something like that. That helps, that helps us. And we're very particular about what sponsors we have if we do take them on. Mm-hmm. And, and we prefer not to. We want this to be like a very... Grassroots? Yeah, grassroots, Mm -hmm. very pure podcasting platform for you to, A, get all the knowledge that you need. B, you know, it really helps us out when you share it with different groups of people. Yeah. And, you know, if you share it with your coworkers and you appreciate it, you know, things that we really appreciate on our end. Obviously, we love feedback. So if you have feedback and there aren't topics that you are feeling like are being addressed, shoot us an email or, and you can do that by going to our website or you can get in touch with us somehow. Look me up uh, on LinkedIn. I'm Jack Kelly. And we have Twitter. We do? Yeah, we do. We do have a Twitter. Scrum Scrum Under Siege Twitter. Yeah, so reach out. Leave (laughs) us topics. You know, we're willing to pretty much explore all and any topics that are related to Agile. Like we're talking, we did Thrift Scrum. Like you don't have the right resources in place for this, but you're trying to do something. This one's like I'm trying to find Agile people. That wasn't on our radar, and that was a a request from a listener. So more to come on that stuff, hopefully. So we do listen, and we do appreciate your valuable download. So thanks, everybody. This has been Doug and Jack. We'll talk at you later. Bye.
So now for the Scrum Under Siege disclaimer. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast and all episodes are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of future, current, or past employers.